0: You're listening to The Royally Made, a different kind of podcast, helping you grow in power, purpose, and grace. Let's see what it really means to be a royal daughter. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. I'm so glad that you're joining me today. Make sure you have your coffee. Today, I want to talk about how we can become unshakable people. In our world today, I'm sure you've noticed that The idea of being an unshakable person, a steady, resolute, strong, secure person is not something that you really see. And it's also not something that's really pushed as this is what you should wanna be, right? Our world says that you should cave into every emotion that you have. You should be vulnerable. You should be the victim. You should be needy. You should be expecting other people to do things for you. And that's not what God called us to be. God called us to be women who are unshakable, who are strong, who maybe are willing to grow and willing to learn along the way, but whose heart is strong and secure so that no matter what life throws at us, we can fall back down on that strong foundation and our hearts are able to carry us through everything that life tries to throw our way. So today I want to share three things that I really feel will help us to become unshakable people, full of faith, ready to take on anything that life tries to throw our way. And the first thing I want to share is that we must keep our eyes on Jesus. I know this sounds really simple and probably even cliche because it probably is, but there's so much truth and power to it that I think we've missed it because we just write it off as, oh yeah, keep our eyes on Jesus, la-di-da-di-da, you know, of course we do, but, but what am I really supposed to do, right? But keeping your eyes on Jesus has more power than you think. Now, I want to share with you a scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And I believe these verses give us the key into how we can actually have strong, steadfast, and unshakable hearts. So it says, Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I think it's really interesting how it says right here, let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. We all want to do that, right? That's the goal. In order to be an unshakable person, you want to be someone who can run with endurance, that we don't get excited about our faith and get excited about God. And then we don't see things happen the way we think. And so we get tired and we get discouraged and then we give up. And we're just another one of those Christians that doesn't seem to really live out their faith. And we're not really as on fire for God as we once were. But We want to be people who are able to run with endurance. We don't just get excited and then we fizzle out, but we actually have endurance. We have strength. We can run the race. We can live our life on this earth with passion and purpose every single day of our lives and get more and more excited about our calling the longer that we're alive. And the key to do this comes right after Paul says that. He says, let us run with endurance the race that lies before us. How do we do that? keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. In order to run with endurance, in order to be a Christian that doesn't fizzle out, that is able to run this race in strength and to be an unshakable person, you need to be keeping your eyes on Jesus, the one who began and the one who is going to finish your faith. You know, all of us needed Jesus in order to even have faith in Him. I think sometimes we forget that. We think, oh, I chose Jesus. I accepted Him. And you may have said the sinner's prayer and accepted Jesus, but the only reason that you were able to say that prayer and take that step of faith and receive Him is because Jesus gave you the gift of faith. He gave it to you as a gift. So everything that we have from the very first moment that you ever had faith on this planet till now Your faith has been a gift from God. And sometimes we receive it as a gift when we get born again. And then when we become Christians, we think, oh, I have to, I have to, Build my faith. I have to encourage my faith. I have to strengthen my faith. And there are ways that we can do that, and there is a place for that. But we always have to remember that just like our salvation, faith is a gift from God. And the only way that you're going to continue to have faith in this life and be able to stand strong in faith when things come your way is when you keep your eyes on Jesus, realizing that He is the author of your faith. He's the one who gave it to you, He's the one who instilled it in your heart. And when you keep your eyes on him, that is when you're going to have the faith that you need no matter what comes your way in life. So there's a wonderful part in C.S. Lewis's book, Prince Caspian, which is part of the Chronicles of Narnia series, um, where Lucy, they come back, the children come back to Narnia. And Lucy is the only one who can see Aslan for now. He hasn't made himself known to the other children yet, and only Lucy can see him, but no one's believing her. And it's becoming very frustrating for her. She feels very alone. She feels like no one respects her. And the one who's the worst of it is Susan, her older sister, right? And so Susan is kind of giving her a hard time and kind of putting her down and taking little jabs at her as they're walking around. And Lucy has this moment where she just kind of feels like she wants to tell Susan off. I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but (laughs) I know I have. And um, this happens uh, while they're walking and while Susan's kind of being a little bit of a jerk. It says, And so at last they got on the move. Lucy went first, biting her lip and trying not to say all the things she thought of saying to Susan. But she forgot them when she fixed her eyes on Aslan. And I think that just is such a beautiful picture of what happens when we choose to fix our eyes on Jesus, our Aslan, right? No matter what you're going through, if people are picking on you, if they're degrading you, if they're not being respectful to you, if you don't feel like you're being um, respected in the way that you should, all of those little things that happen in our life that annoy us and and make us feel like we're not—that we don't have value and that people don't respect us— It's really easy for us to get in the flesh and want to defend ourselves and want to fight for our right to be respected and you know fight for our right to have value and all of these things. And what we forget is that we have value and we have respect because of Jesus, and that's all that we should need. Other people are dealing with their other issues, (laughs) and that's why that's coming across the way it is. But what happens is when you fix your eyes on Jesus— and you keep your attention on Him and what He did for you and His love for you, then all of the the need to defend yourself and the need to, um, to demand things from other people or to set the record straight, all of that melts away when your eyes are fixed on Him because His peace and His love are more than enough for your heart to find strength on the inside rather than trying to find it from everybody else on the outside. There's something really neat that I learned recently about hyenas. (laughs) Random fact, by the way, we're full of them on the show, but hyenas, you know, are known to attack lions and it sounds kind of weird because you would think lions are so much stronger and so much, um, just scarier than hyenas that how could they possibly attack them, right? I think of the lion king and how silly it is for them to attack a lion. But what happens is hyenas cannot take down a lion in their prime. The lion is too strong and, and. His teeth are too sharp and they just can't do it. So what happens is they chase him and they they make him chase after them and they make him run and they make him um, exhaust himself to the point where he's completely depleted of all of his strength. And when that happens, once they see it cannot defend itself, then they close in. And that is exactly what the enemy is trying to do to us. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. You have so much more strength in you than all of the powers of hell combined there is more power in you than the enemy can even dare wield but what happens is he knows that so he's not just going to attack you outright but he's going to try to distract you he's gonna say no 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 don't keep your eyes on Jesus the source of your strength come look over here look at what this person's saying about you look at what this person's saying about you look at how this person is living their life check out this person's social media uh, profile you know check out what these people are doing check out how much greater and how much more influence this person has he wants to distract you to keep you running around in circles getting distracted by everything else other than jesus getting your eyes on the world on other people on other things on your flaws on your on your mistakes and he wants to run you around to the point of exhaustion and when you're completely exhausted and depleted of strength that's when he attacks i don't know if you've ever noticed this but jeff and i have noticed that whenever things start happening in our life, they happen in um, like sequence. Like one thing will happen after another. So one bad thing will happen and then a few bad things will happen. And it's interesting because I think that's the enemy trying to exhaust you. He's trying to get you to keep take your eyes off of Jesus so that he can come in for the kill. And what we need to remember is that we have so much more strength. We are the lion in this scenario. We have strength, we have power, but the source of our strength and our power are gonna come from when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. The second key that I wanna share to becoming an unshakable person is to face the smaller battles well. Too often we don't think about the small things that we have to face every day and we wanna wait and save our strength for the really big, seemingly important things that we wanna have faith for. But if we don't have faith for the small things, then we're not going to have faith for the larger things. I think it says it really well in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 5. It says, If you have raced with runners and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble in a peaceful land, what will you do in the thickets of the Jordan?" And I think this is such a really perfect verse for this. If you get tired running a race with other people, how are you going to be able to race against horses, (laughs) right? It's just you're not, of course. That's kind of an obvious thing. And yet, as Christians, we do this so many times. We ignore the small things that are going on in our life. We ignore, you know, the attitudes we get with our husbands. We ignore, um the opportunities when a girl is rude to us or the checkout girl is rude to us or an, an employee at work is kind of annoying and or maybe someone blamed you for something that you didn't do or you know maybe you have a lot going on and you just don't know how to deal with it there's so many small things that happen throughout our day that are small battles and they are battles and we need to look at them that way. We need to realize that, you know what, when I choose to act in the flesh and just give into my emotions and all of these seemingly small things, I'm giving in to what the enemy wants, whether it's the enemy or whether it's just this world, it doesn't matter, but you're giving in to the flesh and you're giving in to this world's way of thinking. And so then when something big comes your way and you need to stand in faith and you need to believe and trust God and you find it really difficult, that's because you haven't been building your faith. You haven't been growing your heart. If you want to be an unshakable person, then it takes all of this small effort everyday battles to build strength on the inside so that when those bigger battles come, you're not going, oh my gosh, I've never trained my flesh before. I've never said no to my emotions before, right? But you can face it with strength and go, I face the lion and the bear, right? Who are you? I can face you and I have faith in my God because He comes through for me every single time. That is how you become an unshakable person. So don't look at the small, seemingly insignificant things that happen in your everyday life as like, they don't matter because they do, you know, face them with courage, face them with faith, practice your faith, practice your ability to trust God. You know, it takes training. You have to train your heart to trust God. And if you don't train your heart to trust God, then when the bigger battle comes, your heart can fail you. And that's what we want to avoid. To become an unshakable person, you need to face your everyday battles with strength, knowing that they are building strength inside of your heart and helping you to face future battles in strength. The third and final thing I want to share about becoming an unshakable person is we need to fight offense as an enemy. I don't think this is something we talk about enough. We talk about, you know, how you're not supposed to get bitter and you're not supposed to be in unforgiveness. You're supposed to forgive people. But we just look at it like it's a... It's a Sunday school thing that we're supposed to do to be a good Christian, but really what's going on is offense and bitterness are enemies of your soul. They will creep in if you allow them to, and they will eat away at your bones. It says bitterness is a rotting in your bones, and I think we should take that a little more seriously, and so we need to forgive quickly and release expectations. Because a lot of times when we're offended and we're hurt by someone, we may, quote, forgive them and make it look really Christian. But really what we're saying is, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm going to put these expectations on you to act sorry and to treat me better and to make up for what you did. That's not true forgiveness. And so what we need to do is we need to forgive quickly. The moment you're offended, Try your best to forgive in that moment and release it to God and release any expectations that you might be placing on that person. It says it really good in Ephesians 4 verses 30 through 32. It says, and don't grieve God's Holy Spirit. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. People who have a hard time forgiving have a hard time remembering what they've had to be forgiven of. And if you are someone who it, it's difficult for you to forgive quickly, it's difficult for you to let things go, it's difficult for you to release people from how they've hurt you, then you need to get a better revelation of What Jesus did for you and what he had to forgive you of, you know, and how much love he has for you, because when you truly understand how much he loves you and what he's done for you so that you can live a victorious life, then it completely takes away all of your excuses for wanting to be the victim in the situation, because Christ sets you free to be the victor. And so when you understand that, you don't need to be the victim anymore because you have the power to live a victorious life in Christ. It says in Ephesians 3:16 through 19, I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. If we want to be Christians who are unshakable, who are filled with the fullness of God in our hearts, then we need to understand the love of God and how much he loves us and what he set us free from. And when we do that, we will look at things like bitterness and unforgiveness and offense as enemies, and we will fight them as such, and we will protect the love of God. On the inside of our hearts that keeps us strong. When you allow bitterness and unforgiveness into your heart, it starts to chip away at it, and making it weak and vulnerable and backbitey. And ugh. you know, we become people who just kind of, kind of like a a dog who's been beaten a lot and abused. Even if you want to love it and you want to take care of it, the moment you stick your hand out, it wants to bite you, right? And there's a lot of Christians who act like that. A lot of wounded Christians who allow the wounds that they've had cripple them. And if you want to be an unshakable person, if you want to be someone who has strength and who's able to bring strength to others, then you're going to have to let these things go and live a life full of the knowledge of Christ's love on the inside of you. You know, we all love the verse, um, Ephesians 3.20, that says, Now to Him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think or imagine according to the power that works in us. We quote that verse, we're like, yeah, God can do anything, you know, beyond what I can ask or think according to the power that's in me. But notice that verse comes right after the verse is talking about how we need to be rooted and grounded in the knowledge of God's love for us. And there is a definite connection to both of those. We live in really shaky times with a lot of fragile hearts and the word of God is the only solid foundation that you are going to find. And so I just want to encourage you to go through these three things, to build yourself in your faith, to be established in God's love. And when you do that, you will truly become an unshakable person. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to leave a rating and a review. And if you would like to hear more episodes from me, then make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you so much and remember until next time to write the story of your life well.